Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Donald Kelly. Donald, you are the founder, the CEO, the creator, the mind behind uh, the sales evangelist. And uh, so you've been podcasting. How long have you been podcasting? So on the... 13, the 31st officially, it'll be six years. That's incredible. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's blowing that, anybody. that puts you as one of the, the, the original pod fathers of, of podcasting. I'm telling you, podcasting that long. Some of these legendary folks. <laughs> what made you start it? Like what were, what was going on in business that you're like, ah, I'm going to start a podcast, especially that early. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a hobby and it was right place, right time. So we all know, you know, Jared easily a friend of ours, mm-hmm. so Jared was doing, um, we were talking about business idea startup. And then he mentioned this concept of, you know, we should consider podcasting. And then he came to, uh, social media and not social media was, uh, that time was like, um, new media expo. And then he got introduced to cliff and all of these folks and then came back and said, bro, I'm starting a podcast. He started one and invited me on it. And I started getting intrigued because I saw folks like Pat Flynn and some of these individuals that were in the you know, online space and how they were doing stuff. And I was like, that is cool. And we recognized that there was uh, not a a lot of people doing sales. And I wanted to get the sales experience and also the sales knowledge, learn from some of these experts. So then we said, dude, you should start one. And that's when I created the sales evangelist. So when somebody subscribes to the sales evangelist and, and again, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, Go search right now, sales evangelist, and you'll find Donald. But yeah. when someone listens to your show, what, what can they expect? The biggest thing they can expect, if you're in sales, the, you're going to get actionable strategies. And one thing I try to do to differentiate ourselves than anyone, any of the other shows is that we believe in the concept of entertaining and then educating. Mm. So I bring energy and I bring the excitement. So if you're driving and I want you to be bored, I want you to be able to have a, a fun, exciting uh, experience but also you're going to get strategies and actionable stuff that you can apply for selling. So if you've been selling for two days or you've been selling for 20 years, the things are still relevant to everyone. Although we cater a lot to new and struggling sellers, the content uh, who come a lot to our podcast, the content is relevant. I have folks and clients who've been selling for longer than I've been alive, (laughs) but they, they still yet come back and back, come back each time because the guest brings those things that are relevant and new information for selling. I mean, the sales arena, you and I were talking before it's evolving like every single day, especially with technology. So we try to bring on those experts who are the top in the industry and folks who can bring stuff that are cutting edge. And, and Donald, when, uh, what else do you do besides, obviously the podcast is a great, huge net to, I mean, you've built up a, a pretty sizable audience. You have a great community, by the way. Um, but to, tell me about the services that you provide now because, and, and your background, um, start with that and then how that's kind of morphed into the professional services that you offer. So as a kid growing up in Jamaica, we had, we, our family had family shops and, and things like that. I actually just finished the first round of my book, um, Sell It Like a Mango. 
and it's <laughs> how, how you can stand out in a crowded market space as a new seller. And uh, so many people that uh, in, in Jamaica, you're, you're selling. You're, that's, you can't just think about the idea, I'm going to get my education and then you'll get a nice mm-hmm. job. You have to go somewhere else like Canada or the US or UK to find those jobs. So people find ways to hustle. And it's just been a part of my nature. I didn't see that selling. It was just like being a businessman. <laughs> and then <laughs> when I was in college, people were like, you have this outgoing personality and all of that stuff. So they encouraged me to check out sales. And I did business to consumer selling mm-hmm. you know, one, you know, one-off products, 45 minutes, and did pretty well you know, with you know, being able to close and set appointments. So I fell in love with this concept. Then when I did B2B professional selling post-college, that's when I got kicked in the face and realized this was a different game and I needed to get help. So I got training and then we saw a hockey stick in my performance and that led to me interacting with Jared and Jared was like, you should start sharing this stuff and voila. But now what that led to when we first started, I remember the first individual was Jose Diaz. He reached out to me and said, a guy in my network, could I do some coaching for him? And I was like, what? So he saw my content and that led to another gal named Destiny and she came on board. I remember those first couple of clients and Katie and you know, these people just started reaching out about one-on-one coaching. Then it led to group programs, then it led to speaking and then it led to workshops and consulting. So our main bread and butter right now, our biggest thing is consulting where we work with small organization, mid-sized organizations and we help go inside, help them develop their sales process and, and grow and train their team. In addition to, we started picking up some larger clients recently, which is fascinating. I bet. That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> larger clients usually yeah. <laughs> have a little bit more budget. They have some bigger do. goals. <laughs> so they're, they're looking for us to come in and do workshop. And we started building out a storytelling workshop, which we know that is essential in the sales process. Um, and then we still have our one-on-one coaching, which is now I've limited that because unless people are pay the, the, you know, the right fee, we're not going to, we, that's how we do it because it's one-on-one. And then we focus on our group online programs because now with our audience continuing to grow to serve them with, uh, we created the online, uh, programs. So it's a one to many. And then obviously the podcast gets sponsors as well. So those are our revenue streams at this point. So talk to me, Donald, about your observations of some of the biggest challenges that, um, that that I'd say a growth stage startup. So, you know, the founder started something, they're doing well, you know, maybe kind of just, you know, they've done some freelancing sales and they're looking and expanding what they're doing. Uh, What are some of the challenges that you see with someone in that, at that stage of business encountering most often? So the, the, there are several things that we'll talk about. Let, let's just give an example. Let's say that Mary, is that fine? Mary, we'll, we'll call her Mary. Mary has a company where she is making right now, she did a lot of the work, a little bit over half a million dollars a year. And, you know, maybe she pushed it and she's, you know, wants to, wants to get to that $2 million level. The problem that Mary has is that Mary's doing all of the selling herself and it's the one-off selling and it's the time for dollars type of stuff if she's selling a service. So what Mary's trying to do now, she wants to grow the business and she's tried before with other salespeople. She brought in her cousin and then that didn't work out. 
And then she brought in a neighbor's uh, nephew because he was outgoing and graduating college. So she brought him in. But the problem was he didn't have find much, much success. So she got frustrated with this and said, I wasted a lot of money trying to hire people. Yeah. Let me go ahead and do commission. And she tried commission, full commission. And that didn't work at all. Right. So now Mary is complex, perplexed as far as how can she grow her business with an outbound strategy. The problem that Mary has is that Mary knows what to do instinctively. It's you have something that's called a founder's, it's like a founder's passion or the founder's magic. Josh, you could sell your stuff without even thinking. I could wake you up at three o'clock in the morning and you could talk to somebody who doesn't speak English, but you probably could sell them because you just have, they'll feel that founder's passion. Individual sales reps working at a company don't have that. And it's hard for you to get that. So usually Mary and these these, uh, startup business owners or small business owners have a difficult time wondering why these people are not selling. And the issue is we're trying to take, you're trying to get them to instinctively do something that you naturally can instinctively do. And it's impossible. So you have to give them a process. And Mary doesn't have time to sit down and create those processes. So that's one of the biggest problems that they have right away is that they don't have a repeatable process for an individual to follow to sell. I was talking to a gal yesterday, same exact situation. I don't make this stuff up. She's coming into her online program. She's working for a small business and the CEO, he has, he's been doing all of the selling. Now she's in a position where she's wanted to, you know, do more of the, the, the sales and help him out, but she has to learn all the stuff from the ground up and to recreate it. So that's one of the biggest challenge. And then number two is the, to- the time sales, uh, usually small business owners don't necessarily recognize that right, ramp time. So you might say, I want to get that money. I want to get to $2 million, but you got to realize that if I bring somebody on, they're going to be at least 30, depending on your sales process. If it's three months, you have three months to sell something. And then you need to add 90 days typically to that. So you're looking at about six months before this joker is going to actually start producing. So can you carry that person for six months or be patient enough to start seeing that return? And sometimes we don't have that. And that's a huge issue for small business owners because they don't have enough uh, the bandwidth. So then they find that they're going to fire that person and try to go and find somebody else. But what you're doing, you're spending even more money because you're firing and hiring, firing and hiring. And it's just a process that keep going and it's frustrating for them. It's frustrating. So you have to have the process. You have to have the ramp time. You have to make sure you're patient. But if you're doing all of these things, it's just like water up growing a seed. If you water it and you do those elements, it's going to grow. But if you try to, you know, miracle grow the sucker and don't do it properly, you might kill the plant and wash the whole thing. And then you say gardening sucks. It doesn't work. Well, <laughs> people have been doing it for thousands of years. Clearly it works. You're just not following the process right. So those are some of the things. Not having a process, not having a proper ramp time, not giving the people the proper tools that they need to do to succeed. And those are some of the things I see, especially with small business founders. Uh, I, I feel like, Donald, you've been uh, spying on how we've been doing things over at High Influence. <laughs> that's been our story. And I think that that's just, that's such a common experience. And uh, so we've done, we've honestly, we've brought in several different people um, very good, nice people, but it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. Uh, we've, uh, you know, brought in outside, uh, sales agency and, and that didn't work again, very nice people, but man, it did not work. And so what's the solution then? Like, what is the goal here? Like, how do we, how can we streamline this process? How can we set ourselves up for the greatest chance of success? Because again, I, and I'll just, you know, a little history, like, Sales has been the one thing that I have as the CEO, I've not really let go of. And when I've tried to let go of it, 
it, it's really not worked out very, very well. Now, I should tell you that thanks to my relationship with you, Donald, we have some really good in-house people that have just kind of naturally evolved into doing a lot. And, you know, some of it was just like, you know, they'd start taking um, some of the sales support type stuff and then, you know, kind of working our CRM and then they start doing a little bit more communication. And then, you know, they're, so we kind of like, they've kind of naturally evolved into this position again, thanks to a lot of the things that they've learned from you. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, aside from our learning from our own experience, and again, it's been very expensive uh, to make the mistakes that we have. Uh, But, but how do we, I mean, give, give me some general strategies that business owners can use to, to make this transition so that they don't have to be the be all end all. Uh, when it comes to sales for their own organization. So here's a one question. When you usually hire those people, you usually have probably, because you don't want to overextend yourself. So you probably hire one at a time, correct? Yep. Absolutely. And um, so what, and and, and this is something that's common. So the first thing that you must have, you must have the process down, must take what you have. Because what we think is that if I bring the person in house, we can build a process together. But Think about it from my standpoint, empathy as a sales rep. Think I'm, I'm, I'm a, like your client at this point. What do I want the most? I need money. I need mm-hmm. to succeed. I don't want to come in and try to build stuff because I don't know it myself. And if I'm waiting on you to build, a, you know, to, to build up something, then it, it puts me back. It lowers my confidence. And then it lowers, gets me frustrated because you're a friend and you're helping me and I'm helping you. But if I don't have, the, if I don't have that process, I just feel like you're going to get you know, displeased eventually. And naturally, it does, it does happen. So you must have the process in place. You must have a tried and proven process in place. A sales playbook is what we call it, or having a, you know, the step-by-step that they need to follow. You must have a ramp yeah. schedule. So let's say a ramp schedule, we know that by six months, we're going to see get start getting some money back from Donald, from the investment in him. Can I float Donald for six months at paying, you know, if, if it's a base salary of something like $3,000, $4,000 per month, can I pay that for six months, understanding that I'm going to see my return at yeah, that yeah. point? Yeah. So those are some things that you need to, uh, one, consider that uh, the first, you must have in place before you can get started. Have a, a commission structure that's going to be lucrative and attractive. And then also one thing that founders often forget, they might think I'm a small company. They must have a culture, create a culture. What's that culture like? Is this going to be Friday's dress down Friday? Is this going to be, mm-hmm. you know, hit your target and we're going to go out and party? Are we going to, you know, if our team hits goals, this is what's going to happen. You must have that in place. Now, here's another difficult part that founders have too, is that they hire, like you shared, yeah, and I've yeah. done it, we hire one at a time, right? It's challenging to hire one at a time. What you must do really is hire hard. in classes, right? So let's say, for instance, if I'm going to bring on a sales rep, I want to bring on two sales reps because I'm doubling my effort, doubling my, my opportunity. And here's why. They feed off of each other. When you have two people working together, and you have a team, they feed off of each other. They, they might come together and say, well, Josh is, you know, you share tips and insights. So Josh and I are both on the same team. It, it, it also gives me that camaraderie. And it also gives me a way that I can get, some, get something that you might be doing that's working and vice versa. And it also brings a little level of, a, of a competitiveness. And then the likelihood of you losing both of them at the same time also mm-hmm. decreases. So if one person does bail or something happens, you still have somebody else that's there. 
but that's one of the other strategies. But the hiring in the classes is a much better way of going um, and carrying them both together. So now you have them, you gave them processes, you gave them everything they need to do. You have an amazing culture. You have goals. People leave companies, Josh, not because of the money they leave because they don't see an opportunity for growth. They leave because they don't see an, uh, they don't, the company culture or because sometimes a company leadership, right? So you give them this opportunity and also give them a future, sell them something in the future. So if I'm bringing me on as a BDR, say Donald, I'm bringing you on as a BDR in 18 months, I want to look at seeing if we can get you to start closing some of those deals that I'm closing right now. Mm. I want to get out of that role. And then at that point, I want to bring on two more BDRs and I need you guys to become this, those leaders, like the, you know, the team leaders and the, the account executives. And that's how we want to gradually progress that. But if you give me a progression chart or some kind of something, you're selling me a vision. I'm working on an episode right now and we started a new series on our podcast. It's called, we're, we're doing the bestsellers in history, some of the historical figures. Yeah. So going live on Christmas Day, of course, it's going to be Jesus. And one of the things that we're looking at is that Jesus sold a vision to people from where they are now or where they're going to be or could be in the future. And it's the same thing with any client. It's the same thing with any team members. So you give them this path and you give them a proven path because now you're showing them how they can gradually get there and you give them opportunity to succeed from day one with your process, then they're going to come on. I'm my, literally, my brother's on board working with us right now. And I went by the office and he got several emails replied back this morning. You should see the, the, how excited he was. And we did bring on two at the same time <laughs> because we reckon, I know this, this stuff. So, and we see the camaraderie that's going on in, our, in the bullpen as we're making, sending emails and you know, you know, communicating. There's a, this level of excitement. But he knows where he can go and things that can happen. We sold him on the future and it's real. And then also we gave him the process. But he's just, I, I wish I took a picture of it, Josh, but he was just so darn excited that he got advice <laughs> from the process. He see that it works. So that's my, that's some of the thoughts that I would give if you're a small business owner. Again, going through with that question, you're saying, what should we do to get started? Yeah, That's what I would do. And I've recommended it every time. I, I think another thing too, Donald, that would be extremely helpful is what if a business owner goes, listen, I, I don't know what goes into a, a sales follow-up system. Like, I don't know what I don't know. Like, all I know is like, I'd love people to buy my products or services, but like, I mean, other than, you know, convincing them in, in a conversation that they need to do this, I think one of the challenges may be you know, they might not understand how follow-up cadences yeah. work or lead gen works. And so then they're kind of stuck with a position, well, do I hire someone to do that work for us? Or, you know, because there's, there's more than one role here that needs to be fulfilled. And so, um, so I'd like uh, if you could kind of talk about um, at what point should we bring different people? And I know it could be different for everybody, uh, but I think that if you say, listen, we don't have anything developed and I want one guru to come in and do everything and sell and build the systems and build the follow-up like, and just tell me everything to do. That's probably going to be a little expensive, right? It could be. There's a, you can, you can do some of those things on your own or you can hire it out. So for me, what I've done is let's, let's back up. I know that I, I am not the best at website development. When I first started my business, when it was ground up, I started creating, I created my very first website myself. But then quickly I realized that I can't do that. That's not my forte. So then I hired somebody to build our website. It wasn't like someone expensive, but in my mind I was thinking, oh, that's, 
it's a couple grand, you know, it's like a, you know, about, a little bit over a grand. I think it was like 1200 bucks. It was a friend of ours. So I was like, oh man, but I paid it. And that person then created a website for us. Fast forward. And no, I think it was like 500 something. They were, they were really nice. Then it went to, we needed a better website. And then we, you know, I tried to do some of the work myself and I just realized again, it's still not going to work. So then I'd realized I needed a firm and then I had to put about, you know, several thousand dollars into really getting a nice web. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.